Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's going on, y'all? James Higgs here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use, right? But been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers, how to essentially really how to monetize. And believe it or not, I found the right platform that's getting the job done, that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up. That platform is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, good evening. I'm not sure where you're calling or you're dialing in from, but uh, today, Sunday, August 16th, another great day. It is weird weather phenomenon where I'm at because it's like 200 degrees outside, but uh, it's been lightning, thunder, and hail, and all that stuff. So it's, it's another plague. I'm not sure what's going on, but some good news. Even though the weather is terrible outside, we have a fantastic show today. Got a couple of guests sitting in the green room right now, and we are going to talk uh, spirits. We're going to talk alcoholic beverages. We're going to do a little day drinking on a Sunday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Let me bring on these gentlemen the, from the River City Whiskey Society. I got Brian and Patrick. How you guys doing, man? 
We're good, man. We're good. Good, good. All right. All, All right. good things. We're sober. Well, for right now, we we only been on for like two minutes. So, so um, yeah, that, that's a good way to start, right? So tell the folks who you guys are. Tell, tell everybody where you are uh, physically located as well. We'll start with, we'll start with you, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm Patrick. I'm one of the founders with uh, River City Whiskey Society. Um, we're based out of Sacramento. Uh, I live over in uh, Roseville, but uh, we have members, uh, you know, all over Northern California. We got a couple in the Midwest and um, East Coast. And uh, we just like getting together and talking, learning, drinking, fun stuff. These are de- so, folks, you definitely see why I'm, I'm happy to be hanging out with these guys, right? Uh, <laughs> Brian, not like I yes, don't sir. know you, but, you know, we, no. let's, let's just pretend for everyone watching, uh, who is Brian? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm just a guy that likes to drink whiskey. Um, I started about five years ago, and I try to drag everybody I can down this rabbit hole. So this is, this is my lure, throwing it out there to you guys. There's some really good stuff out there to drink, and uh, we're going to be trying a lot of it today. So, so you are essentially a um, bad influence, is what what you're See, saying, right? That would be correct, sir. Okay. That would be correct. All right. All right. And, and right. enabler. Yes, You know, we already talked about it uh, pre-show. You know, Spence was part of my um, debauchery some twenty or so years ago, um, prior to my my wedding, and I think I got pretty lit that night for a bachelor party, but stayed out of trouble. But you know. You have turned me on to some interesting spirits throughout the many years that we have known each other, and it's good to see you, brother. So I appreciate you, and I'm glad we're going to do this. Um, too. Now you came by, you dropped off some things the other day. Uh, we, we we were protected, right? Yeah, COVID. Shouts out to everybody being safe. Right. So wear your mask, do all that you got to do. But uh, back here in the background, ladies and gentlemen, I've got some um, samples of. Of, uh, of beverages and first of all they, they come in little medical bottles so you know i, I, I just want to make sure that this is uh this is on the up and up i mean because right, I, right. I don't you I, I can't go to the store and pick up something in these little little ivory no. blue bottles like this i just want to make sure no. that we, we, it's not moonshiners or nothing like that right if it is no, that's no, all no, right no. that's all right okay it, it's not this is this is all legit <laughs> stuff that you can get in a store um, you know i'm messing with you you know i'm messing with you if I knew if I brought you a bottle of each of those, this day would go really bad. So <laughs> two ounces of each is more than enough to get you started with. <laughs> but any of them that you like, please let us know. We'll make sure you get a bottle. These are all hand-picked bottles that myself or Patrick or other our admins picked ourselves. So good okay. stuff. So, so let's talk a little bit about the society before we get to cracking open the bottles. So tell us... Um, you're in Northern California, based out of Northern California. I know you got some social media presence as well, and I'll flash up the links to your, your Facebook page and to your Instagram feed. But what what are some of the things that you do? Do you do tastings like this for your members? Do you just talk online? Do you do events when the world is open? Or you know, what what is the, th- the things that the society uh, focuses on? It's been a little bit of all that. I mean, honestly, we before COVID hit, we were doing tasting events once a month. We would do barrel releases. Um, tasting events usually included a local restaurant, um, food, cocktails, um, and then the tasting of a variety, four to five different spirits from a different brand or name brand. Um, we were doing those once a month. Uh, we've continued doing those once a month, even after COVID uh, kicked in. We just switched that to a virtual uh, platform now. So we do it similar to what we're doing here. 
Um, the nice part about that's been is we've been able to do that with some great scotches and bourbons. And now we get the actual distillers that can come on and do those presentations, which it's tough to get okay. some guy to fly from, from Kentucky out here to do a presentation with 50 people where now we can get them online with video and they can talk about their spirits themselves. That's been really great. Um, for the most part, the, the Facebook has been our biggest platform. Um, and it's really just boiled down to us having a good time and, it's, it's open for anybody, brand new people, uh, experienced drinkers, things like that. They have questions. Hey, what's a good bourbon for under $50? Or where can I find this kind of scotch? Or my, my friends never drank scotch before. What should I, what his entry level should be? Those kind of things. And we've made it a, a safe place for people to go. You don't get beat up or beat down for asking stupid questions. Um, so that's really what we've all kind of small, yeah, to an extent, but that's really what we've boiled down to in the last couple of weeks. We've, we've boiled into some merch. We've done some, uh, masks and stuff, river city masks and okay. some glassware. But for the most part, it's, it's really not about making money. It's about having a good time and sharing what we know with people. We do bottle shares. We, we'll do a random pop-up and invite 20 people and we all bring bottles and sit there and drink and try and talk about what we brought, things like that. Tacos. Tacos, yeah. We always supply food. There you can't go. Have that, done. Yeah. Done. There so you yeah, go. There you just, you just, I'm coming now for the next one for sure. Tacos and tacos and whiskey. Yeah, that's short of it. Awesome. So, I mean, that, that's an interesting point because you talk about no dumb questions or or or, or, or uh, requests and you know the delineation or the differentiation between if someone was asked like a risky versus a scotch versus. Uh, a bourbon versus a rum. I mean, I mean, those are the kind of questions again that the, kind of the layman, the layperson, would probably ask. I mean, do you do you get into kind of the, those discussions with, with folks or, or or what? Yeah, I think uh, the cool the cool thing about the group is like the disparity in knowledge that the members bring. So, like, we have people in in our group that have bottle collections that are two thousand bottles or more. And then we have uh, like w- one of our you know most dedicated members. Uh, she didn't start drinking until her sixties, and then all of a sudden is just on this like learning <laughs> path to try all these different types of whiskeys and like asking questions. She she takes notes at all the tasting. She's like our unofficial notary, and uh, it's great because it's like it's a kind of like a, a watering hole for anyone that wants to come by and learn a little bit, learn a lot. They can decide to poke in, poke out, and. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's some questions that are a little dumber than others, but by no means, like everyone starts somewhere. So it's not like, uh, there's no test to get in. That's good. Right. Yeah. There's no, no rules or, or dues. And, you know, you gotta, yeah. gotta understand the difference between a, a rye and a, and a, I, I don't know how, how good is Oban versus McCullough. You know, those, those kinds of questions. Good. Cause I, I just want to go in and hang out with some good folks and enjoy some yeah. good spirits. And, uh, and so awesome. I'll, I'll fly, I already flashed up the Facebook page, but I'll flash it up again and put it in the show notes at the end. Talk to it's us about, uh, yeah. Talk to us about what we're going to be getting into today, man. And then maybe we can uh, bounce back and forth and, and hopefully there'll be some questions as we move forward. But I'm, I'm interested to, Hit some of these uh, malt, single malts, and we got bourbons. Patrick, what we got? I'll, I'll let you yeah. lead the way. Yeah, I think um, the way that I think we should taste through it, so there's the, the High West bourbon, then the Knob Creek bourbon, uh, then the Peerless Rye, and then we should do the, the Corsair Hydra at the end. Um, okay. So we, we, we can jump into this High West one right now. And, and why do you think we should – why are we starting there as opposed to any of the others? <laughs> Yeah, so the, the, the Corsair Hydra is a, a five different grain 
uh, malted American uh, single malt, and then that's finished in a port cast. So there's a ton of uh, smoke on the back end, tobacco. It's got some big heavy hitting flavors at the end. Um, the the Peerless Rye is a higher proof. That's over 110 proof. Uh, the Knob oh Creek, the Knob Creek is is a higher proof as well, um, and that's actually a 14 and a half year barrel. And then uh, the High West is a younger bourbon; it's a little bit softer, and that's a cognac finish. So there's going to be a little bit more kind okay. of like a ginger tr- tree fruit kind of component to it, and so that's a good one to step into. And then we'll just kind of we'll ramp it up. <laughs> <laughs> you got oh, time to get your on. There, well, you know, I, I've got a glass of water just in case, you know, I end up falling out the chair. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Let's let, let's go with this here. Yeah, so uh, High West is out of uh, Park City, Utah. Um, they started, oh, nice. yeah, they started as a, what they call a non-distilling producer, which means that they were, oh, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. They, they were, um they were buying all their barrels from someone else who produces a lot of this whiskey. Um, and then they started distilling their own. So over the course of time, they've, they've mixed in kind of their own product with what they've bought. Um, and so this one is a, is a younger bourbon. Um, I don't know the exact mash bill or, or blend on it. And then they took that distillate and then finished it in a, a VSOP cognac uh, barrel for two oh, wow. years and nine months, uh, which is pretty long for the finish. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's a, that's a fairly long barrel finish. A lot of the previous ones, uh, that we've seen or worked with were like 12 to 18 months on the barrel finish. So being almost three years, there's a ton of cognac influence on it. Um, but it's good. It's like, it kind of has like a little bit of a creaminess to it. Bunch of apple, ginger, caramel. Yeah. Um, I, I really like it. Like tasting notes are a little subjective, but, um, th- this is a good one for if someone just as hate as, as much as I hate when people say like, oh, this is smooth. Uh, it, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, but I'm noticing that you know you, you guys have the the appropriate uh, drinkware, uh, both yeah. both of you. So I you know I'm I'm drinking out, of, but you know it's all right. But um, hey, Cabo San Lucas at, loves you still. I still got my see. Don't, don't start anything. I still Cabo got my my Cabo. I still got my Cabo wobble too that uh, <laughs> that Sammy signed. So oh, we, you we do? Go long. Awesome. <laughs> I do. That's how long I it's do. been. We were doing shows when. When Sammy Hagar released Cabo Wabo, he was giving bottles out like it was his job. <laughs> you were just signing. I got like two. Or, I got two of them. I gave one to somebody. I can't remember who, but yeah, that's nice. Okay, okay. And I won't say it's smooth. I, I won't. It wasn't, I won't. Even tequila. it wasn't even that good. <laughs> not, not that you're uh, educated, right? In, in the proper. That's it. Now that my palate uh, is the, more sophisticated, <laughs> more refined. That's it. So no more cold slugger for me. So let's talk about that because I mean we got some pretty high end um, spirits here today. What, what do you guys normally drink on on a you know on a regular day? Right, you got you got the barbecue going, you got some steaks going, or whatever. You have a nice dinner. What what do you on a daily basis? Are you are you opening up a bottle of one of these that we're testing or tasting, or or what are you what are you working with? Well, ideally, I, most of these most of these bottles we're tasting are all under a hundred bucks and not really expensive at all. I mean, the Peerless okay. and the Hydra are probably the most expensive ones we're drinking. And those are right around, I want to say, $80 or $90. But for me, personally, it's it's whatever I have open on the bar and whoever's open wants to drink. Um, it's not very often I'll sit by myself and just go have a drink. Um, but I have friends or guests come over and they want to open something up, we will. Or if there's something open, uh, we'll drink that. Um, as far as pairing goes, that kind of thing, 
Yeah. Uh, I just like whatever's open, whatever I'm in the mood for. Yeah. I, I'm usually uh, – Manhattan is kind of my cocktail drink if I'm, oh. if I'm sitting at home, like reading a book. But um, no, I've actually been uh, – my palate's kind of shifted a little bit. I'm drinking a little bit more single malt, some more scotch recently. Um, you know, I was crushing bourbon for a while. Still do, but um, kind of bounce around. Like I, I like trying a lot of different stuff, different finishes – Funky mash bills. So uniqueness. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would say, uh, like, but Brian, Brian has more bottles than I do for sure. I cut down on mine, um, but I probably have like uh, fifteen or twenty open, and then maybe another thirty or forty stashed. Um, okay. But uh, it ebbs and flows. Always try to like, if I'm going to go pick up a bottle, I'll try to find one to finish, count it for one for one, and maintain that that inventory. I love it. You got to got to keep the inventory high. So yeah, I've I've, I've kind of grown into. I'm not gonna say matured into, but I've kind of grown into more of the, the scotches, right? So I'm a typically a Macallan or an Oban. You know, th- those are the names that I that I know until until yeah. now. So I'm looking to improve and expand the palate for sure, and um, can't have too many more Alabama Slammers and Long Island Iced Teas. You know, yeah. once you hit a certain certain. <laughs> Certain demographic yeah. and, and uh, little age group, you can't really have too many more of those club <laughs> drinks where they just mix everything together. So you kind of yeah. you want something that you can enjoy, like Drambouille, yeah. right? Right. So when I used to smoke cigars, haven't smoked yeah. cigar in a number of years, but I would dip the end of it into uh, some Drambouille and uh, yeah. enjoy that as well. So there's a there's a Scotch cocktail Drambouille. I think it's a rusty nail, smoky nail. It's like Scotch Drambouille and maybe one other thing. But you might like that if you like both those things. I might have to take. Well, you know, I understand you don't live too far from uh, from me. I may run through the field one one day and come yeah. over there and have that have have a Manhattan with you. You know, while while yeah. you're reading while we're reading books. <laughs> come through, man. That's uh, that's, that's, that's my. Uh, under, man. He can make some great drinks. He knows yeah, what in, in a past life, I uh, was known to sling some bottles. So, um, I still got it. I think. No. Talk to me a little bit about where, and you don't you don't have to mention specific locations, but you know how do you get your bottles? Do you, do you go specifically to the big box retailers, or do you, do you work directly with uh, distributors and bottlers and things of that? How, how do you acquire your 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 spirits? Yeah, so um, California has a, a three tier system, which means you have to go through. Um, the producer, they go through the distributor and then that has to go to a retailer. Um, so one of our fellow admins owns a store, um, and that's kind of like home base for us. That's where we run all the barrels through. So it comes into his shop and then everything is ran through there. Um, we could probably shout them out local wine and spirits. That's the spot. That's the plug in Sacramento. If you need, if you need some bottles, um, yeah, so they, they they all come through there. Yeah, Roco Wine and Spirits. So um, okay. they they all come through there. Um, it's cool. It's local business, locally owned. Uh, so that that's kind of one thing that we really try to focus on the society is, you know, th- there's brands that everybody wants to taste, but we still try to elevate some of those lesser known brands that, that have a lot of value. And when we do the barrel selection, we try to pick up those, uh, pick up those barrels that we think have a value that are better than what's on the shelf. And uh, pre pre COVID, we were really focused uh, on you know hosting events at local restaurants that are not not those kind of like big chains. Like we want to support local business, so 
that was always the goal was to kind of showcase the food that's happening in Sacramento. There's a ton of good culinary talent. And uh, unfortunately, they're just being disproportionately impacted by, you know, COVID right now. And so um, once, once we get out of this, uh, this pandemic, that's definitely going to be a, a focus of ours is trying to revive that, that great culinary culture we have in Sacramento. I love it. Love it. Hopefully, uh, I know we're getting some new restaurants opening up in, in our area. Hopefully, uh, we, we, you can do some uh, some tastings and some pairings and some events at some of the new facilities that are opening yeah. up in our neck of the woods. Because we, we don't have anything right now. So, we'd love to see you guys uh, have something. And I'll, I'll, I'll be there in the back, you know, just sipping through all, you know, just, just taste testing. Yeah. So, I'm not going to lie. It's getting kind of warm in here. Uh, just with <laughs> this High West bourbon. Uh, so what are your thoughts <laughs> so far? Make sure I so had AC on. <laughs> it's nice. Again, I'm um I'm already a um, single malt kind of person, right? So I, uh, I I love I love that warmth. I love that that heat. I love the um the. I said I wouldn't use that word, but you know the, the smoothness. It's I mean, smooth, I mean, because yeah. it doesn't go it doesn't go down with doesn't go down with a burn, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. you want that. Not not a lot of times you want you you don't want that. But this is uh this is very nice. I can definitely see this after uh after a hard day. Yeah, yeah. any day. It's, I, it's I, Sunday I, I, afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll like uh, the last one probably the most. That's yeah, I guess. But we'll we'll, we'll mm. see. That's good stuff. Okay. What okay. uh what about scotches? Do you like James that uh drives you to like the McAllen or the Oban. What about those things? Do you like? I like the, the full bodiedness, right? I mean, so I think it's very similar to my wine selection. And I know I, I typically will only drink a red because I, I like that, that earthiness. I like that, that, that what's left on the palate, right? So I actually like to, you know, I'll, I'll sip this and drink this and, and hold it on the tongue and on the throat a little bit. So I, I like the, um, that full body. I like the darker liquors as opposed to something. I don't. I don't really like a lot of vodka or tequila or or gins. You know, anything of that nature because that's more. That's definitely flammable. Right? I don't want to. I don't want to mess with it. It, it just. It just tastes like it's flammable. To be honest. Yeah, sure. So I'd, I'd rather have. I'd rather have something that's got some, some fruit flavor, some some of that earthiness to it, and things like that. So uh, I've I've just been more of a of a I guess a dark liquor kind of kind of person for the, for the longest period of time. And that's, that's honestly, that's where most of us get sucked in. It's, it's, it's that change. I mean, I started drinking whiskey because I didn't want to drink vodka anymore. I didn't want those sweet drinks anymore. And honestly, I didn't care for the taste of whiskey that much. So, but it, I figured it'll take me longer to drink this glass of whiskey neat than it would to drink three vodka sodas. And yeah. now it's, I could drink three vodka neat or whiskey neats in 45 minutes and be like, <laughs> all right, what's next? Um, it gets kind of dangerous in some of our tastings. We just start going, oh, that looks good. Let's pour some of those. Let's pour some of those. That's just like catch up. That's it. That's it. But that, that's what makes our tasting so fun with our events. If you get a chance to join one, because you'll uh, you'll really get to try some stuff that's different from different parts of the world. Single malts. We just did one with milk and honey that that was amazing, and they make a great gin. I'm honestly, they do. It's okay. it's a it's a great it's a great spirit in general. Whiskey in general is a great spirit to to admire because there's so much of it to try and so many different ones to to taste, and you'll get so much different complexities out of it and. It's for me, I've learned that I like that when you drink it and it makes your mouth water, it makes you want to drink more. Um, I like yeah. that burn. I want a cast strength. I want something high proof uh, where when I started, Blanton's was the best whiskey I've ever had in my life as far as I was concerned. And it's still a good go-to bourbon, but it's definitely not my favorite anymore. There's so many other things out there that I've tried. 
and I've it's actually ventured me into other things like like rums and such. And and I was never a Scotch drinker, but I've had some Macallan scotches that I thought tasted like dirt, and I loved them. Like you talk about that earthy feeling, the Macallan yeah. M was it it was tasted like it had been sitting in dust for like thirty years, but it was good. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, um, and the and old and the older that you get, right? Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't right, because, appreciate something yeah. like that. And I and I found yeah. that I do. I just my my wallet doesn't appreciate it as much. There's the problem. There, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It, it's like every everything in life, you get what you pay for. So you know, yeah. you you need to go with the uh, the one that's been sitting in barrels for three years, the one that's been sitting in it for ten, twenty five, or whatever. You know, it, it's going to cost yeah. a little bit more to get that higher quality. And mm-hmm. uh, but, sure. but again, you get what you pay for. Uh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, gas strength, we should uh, maybe jump to the next one. All right, here we go, son. Oh, oh, oh get real. Well, no, let's see. Is that that knob deep? No, no, not that knob creek. Yep. Knob creek. Okay. Here it comes. Okay, hold on. Let's see. You can see the difference in color. How much darker that looks? Because that spent 14 years in a in a charred oak barrel. It's got a lot of color to it, and it's uh, yeah. it's very tasty. Very, very tasty. Okay. This was what our second or third Knob Creek pick, and uh, we have not. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have not been unsatisfied with anything that Knob Creek we picked. They they, they put out a pretty good product. Yeah this this one brings uh this one brings a little more punch. Um, so I think yeah. the you, you smell it. Yeah the the proof jump from the High West to the Knob Creek High West I think is ninety two. Uh, and this Knob Creek, I believe, is 120. Wow! Yep. Oh, wow! Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's the real deal right there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Now we now we now now the party started. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now you can feel your mouth water. Your cheeks are saliva kicking in. <laughs> Try to put now, the fire now me and, down. Hey, now Spence and I can start telling uh, Clear Channel and Bill Graham uh, stories uh, in oh, just a, in a few minutes. Now, now we can start to. <laughs> This is gonna be a second uh, segment of just talking uh, crap. <laughs> uh, I gotta get some roamers. Go for roamers. Yeah, oh no, roamers. Where is that? <laughs> oh my. No, that's nice. That's really good. Yeah, but Knob Creek does yeah. a great product, and their age limit. I think what didn't we determine, or did they determine that we're not gonna do hmm. the? They're not doing the barrel age stuff. This program for discontinuing for a while or something. Um. So there, there was a run of uh, fourteen and fifteen year barrels in the in the selection program that they ran through. So we actually got uh, our first Knob Creek uh, bourbon pick was a fourteen year barrel, and then this one is a fourteen and a half year barrel. We did a second one because the first one was so good, and uh, doesn't seem like those are going to be available at least in the near future. Stuff to say for sure, but. Um, you know, with with the demand in whiskey right now, the the higher age statements are uh, becoming less common, and so to be able to pick up barrels like this for the society was was a big win. Um, because you just it, you know, there's there's twelve year, ten year bourbons that go for a hundred, two hundred bucks, and uh, that's the cool that, that's the cool thing for me. Like on the society side, is getting able to get barrels that are really high quality. Um, and not that age necessarily determines that, but uh, making sure we're bringing value to the society. And so I think this one retailed somewhere between 60 and 70 bucks, which for 14, 15 year bourbon is uh, fairly reasonable. Okay. okay. You mentioned something, Patrick. Um, the, the, the demand for whiskey is higher now. Now, is that just because you think 
is it the pandemic effect of the pandemic or do you think it's just effect of folks looking for more substantial beverages right i mean look look for something yeah. different i mean do you see it as a kind of in a shift in the, in the, in the aging demographic or just because everyone's locked down now so i'm, I'm gonna get something to drink and i'm gonna get a, i'm gonna get a decent drink instead of buying uh yeah Mickey's i think or, um or, uh, <laughs> shout out to nikki's I, I just dated myself um, yeah you know <laughs> there you go that's all right um no i think like uh, whiskey's been on the tear for a number of years and i think uh you know at least w- when the last time i was working in bars it was like you could feel that vodka was becoming less popular um people were coming in i think craft cocktails was a huge part of that revival there's you know like vodka just isn't as involved in a lot of the craft cocktail movement so whiskey having this like americana you know feel to it uh was naturally just going to benefit from that uh resurgence of uh you know old fashions and manhattans and i want to have a really good drink as opposed to just like you know vodka soda and uh so i i think whiskey's at a high right now um the the distillers seem to have met that demand there's put a ton of money in building more rick houses and distillation equipment there's a bunch of micro distilleries that have popped up that are great um westward out of oregon is making single malts uh and they just popped up whereas like there's the the normal giants in kentucky beam centauri heaven hills all the the main players so uh it's a cool time to be a consumer i think because there's so much variety i don't know how much more it can go but um it's definitely popular i what i think is going to happen is like the reason that these companies keep releasing all these like new bourbons and, and new whiskeys is because people, the, the the demographic right now wants to try different things. And so if they produce out like these different products that are probably fairly similar in flavor profile, like they're just changing the target. Um, what I think is cool and what, mm. you know, I see in, in the society is people come in, they have stuff they like to drink and then they get curious. And then the members say, Hey, you know, if you like uh McAllen, you should try, Edrador, which like no one really knows about. It's an amazing sherry cast finish single malt. Um, and it just wouldn't be something. I'm writing that down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'm writing that. Yeah. And Edrador okay. 10. That was a great bottle. Um, so that's what's cool. And I think more and more people are going to get to that point where like they're going to gravitate into scotch or they're going to gravitate into rum. Um, they're curious about trying different things and it's not just necessarily like, I just want to drink, you know, 25 different bourbons. You know, it's like, yeah. How, how many Turkey and cheese sandwiches do you want to eat? Do you want to eat 25 different ones? Or do you want to try a different sandwich? Like, at some point, why, you why, you messing, why are you messing with my grilled cheese sandwiches? Okay. Now I'm just messing with my grilled cheese. <laughs> okay. So let me, let, let me ask you about this and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll start with you, you Brian. Um, are you typically drinking neat or because because Pat has already said that he likes a good Manhattan, right? So uh, I'm a um, yeah single malt Scotch guy, but I do like a good rusty nail, an old fashioned, the Manhattans, things like. Are you do, doing some of those combinations, or are you just pretty much neat or on, on the rocks kind of kind of person? Typically for me, it's a neat. I would say seventy five percent of what I drink is neat. Um, the only time I will add, I'm a more of a I guess you can call it purist. Um, I like just whiskey like it is. The only real craft cocktail that I would drink on a regular basis um, with whiskey in it would be an old-fashioned. I, I adore old-fashions. I make them at home, that kind of thing. Um, if I'm out drinking and they don't have a great big whiskey selection, my go-to drink is always going to be Jameson. And I drink Jameson on the rocks and can drink that all day by the pint glass, um, <laughs> as some have seen. Um, 
Jameson on yes, the rocks yeah. is, is easy, easy to do. Uh, but for the most part, I would say neat, and that's just because I enjoy the flavor overall. Um, if it's something really high proof, I might drop an ice cube in there or a couple drops of water just to see how it changes more out of curiosity than just dislike of taste. Um, there have been things that I've drank and I tasted for the first time went, wow, this isn't something I like at all. And I've added an ice cube to it and went, okay, it's a little more tolerable. But for me, I like everything about whiskey, the way it tastes, the way it feels, uh, the coating that it leaves in your mouth, the... I like to explore the different, the leather, the tobacco taste, the earthy features that it has. I like the dried fruit um, aspect of it. I mean, everything I try, I want to taste something different in it. Um, I just found so many different whiskeys out there that I've liked that I never thought I would. I mean, and again, if my wallet could afford half the stuff that I like, it would be uh, a dangerous (laughs) day. I I don't think I'd be sober a day in my life. I love it. I'm definitely I'm definitely adding this to my uh, go to. This, this Knob Creek is is is, is nice. Uh, I see you listening, Dad. I'm I'm gonna I'm buy you a bottle of this uh, before too long. We we gonna we gonna share a bottle of this Knob Creek for, uh, for sure. That's a good father uh, Spen- son bottle right there. Yeah, yeah, Spence. It's funny that you mentioned uh, Jameson because I have a bottle that I bottled right at the motherland. Oh, right. nice. Me and my wife went to uh, Ireland a few years ago, and I have a 150 proof uh, bottle that I bottled straight out of the cast. Um, and I only opened it, I said, I wasn't going to open it except for special occasions. First right. time I opened it was when my, my daughter graduated high school. Uh, I used to have it right here behind my desk on the stand, but that mm-hmm. got a little contentious while I was on business calls sure. to have... Yeah. Sure. whole bunch of whiskey behind me so I, I had to move it and so i got just got water bottles back there now but yeah I, i'm a i'm a jameson whiskey man myself and um i kind of got kind of got uh spoiled by getting it directly from from the the, the factory in ireland it, it, so it makes yeah. a difference man it really does i have a cast strength from jameson that it's probably one of my top three favorite whiskeys i've ever and uh yeah it's it runs in around 125 proof so i can imagine what 150 is going to taste like it's it's up that there, brother. Amazing. It's up there. So I, I, I guess my visit the other day wasn't wasn't good enough to pop it open or anything. Oh, see, there you hey, go. There you go. And, you know, made me drive forty five minutes to BFE Roseville. Yes, you did. <laughs> but now, now day. you know. That, hey, but you know what? No, I'll I drink that. It's locked up. You know. You too, man. You too. Hold on. Let's, let's drink some of this. Oh man, this is uh, this is all right here. Uh, Anybody watching? Got any questions? I know there's folks. I see multiple streams going on, so I know there are folks sitting back, listening and learning. You just waiting for for me to fall out of the chair. Drinking. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I'm not falling out of the chair. So, uh... <laughs> mm. okay. Yeah, everything okay, we're tasting so today. Uh... If you're curious, you can get bottles of through Roco. So. Um, he'll even deliver. So if it's you're here in California, he'll deliver it to your house. So just put it go to his wait website. Minute, wait, and wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. He'll deliver it to your house as well. So I don't need. I don't even have to get in my car and go to West Sacramento. He lives in West Side. No. Nope. Right? You get a month. <laughs> and almost, almost once a week. So yeah. if, if you want to jump in on the, I think they come out on Wednesday. You need to yeah, get you something thrown in. Right to Patrick's house. You go pick it up from him. <laughs> Yeah. No, he doesn't drink at all. <laughs> oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Roco, wine and spirits. Oh, hold on, let's see. Are you twenty-one to enter? Let's let's log in. 
what else do you drink? Uh, I know we got a couple more bottles, and I know you're specifically the uh, Whiskey Society, but you know, t- talking back about Ireland, right? That, that was my first real experience with Guinness. Right? Guinness here is terrible, it's in my opinion, yeah. right? Be- because it's got to cross the, the ocean, but you know, once you get it right out of the, uh, the spigot there with the CO2, I mean, are you guys also dabbling in IPAs? Do you dabble in uh, beer? Do you dabble in wine? Or, or are you guys specifically around uh, spirits? Yeah, I, I, used to, I used to drink a good amount of beer. Uh, I, w- I was into like barrel-aged stouts and stuff like that. Um, Actually, like on a day like today, like a good German Kolsch, I like just like something really light, crisp. But um, I actually worked in wine for a number of years, so I have a, kind of a special affinity and appreciation of wine. Um, I don't drink as much of it anymore, but uh, yeah, I love wine. I mean, we're in a cool place in the world where there's a lot of good wine, both locally and you can go out to Napa and Sonoma and pick up, you know, some if you want to ball out a little harder, but uh yeah, I, that that's probably my backup after after spirits. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So, what do we now what do we do what are we drinking now? Are we drinking rye 2, rye 1 or the 15 uh, years? It's, it's the 15 years what we're drinking now. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Okay. Well, yeah. appreciate you on on the good stuff out of stock. Oh my goodness, look at that ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, it's out of stock it broke. Cuz we got the last bottle. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> oh. You just got to know the right people. I guess they, uh, you, <laughs> it's all in Patrick's garage. That's that's why, right? All, all the right cases there. are are in Pat- all right. Sixty dollars, and and that's a how big is that? That's uh, a seven seven fifty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Seven. Okay. So still standard. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. The uh, Kilhoman. That's what. That's the one I'm going to send to you because that's the one I think you'll dig. If you like the Oban and you like McAllen, I think you're really going to dig that Kilhoman. Um, it was a great pour. It was just. Really good overall, well-rounded taste. Um, one of the first scotches I really fell in love with, and it's not really a scotch; it's more of a single malt. But it was it was really really good. It was the first thing that got me liking that peated smoky taste. Um, being that it was okay. a sherry cast finish, I'm a fan of sherry too, so that always helps. Um, that's the nice part about these whiskeys as well, which which causes me to grow more and other people as well is what they're finishing them in. So. Like you, you tasted our the High West. It was finished in a cognac barrel. Then when we get to the Hydra, that was finished in port barrels. So traditionally, port wines are sweeter. So you're going to get more of that sweet finish in them. Um, that makes a big difference. Rum finish. Um, tequilas are doing whiskey barrel finishes now. You can get whiskey mm. or tequilas out there that are aged in some of the um, Buffalo Trace barrels and things like that. Uh, just to change it up a little bit. There's gins that are in, aged in uh, bourbon barrels that I think are amazing. I mean, they're fantastic. Wow. You can drink the meat okay. like a, like you would a whiskey. Uh, it, there's that. There's so much going on in the whiskey world these days and different things to try. And if you tried whiskey and decided you didn't like it, try something else because you're going to find something you like. That's a good point. I, I like that. Yeah, that's a good point. The, uh, the next one, this Peerless Rye, this is going to be bit of a change up from um okay knob creek so this All is right. uh Peerless still still fairly high proof i think this is one 110 or 111 oh Brian, my you God. might be able to right. hold me hold me on yeah 110.7 okay um right. yeah this right. well, let me so this i think is a four and a half year uh rye i think that's a 
about the approximate age. Um, and this, like, we're going to kind of step out a little bit from that sweeter bourbon profile and get into more of like a, a grain, herbal kind of flavor component, a little bit of spice. Yeah, peppery. Um, yeah, like almost drier. Has kind of a drier kind of uh, yeah finish to it. Got it. Almost cheers, smells man. like hay. Like, yeah, cheers. Um, That's different. That is different. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that this is actually higher proof than the Knob Creek because... Oh, this one's a little less. This one's a little less. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You'll get more of a burn because of the rye feature, but after tasting the Knob Creek, everything's going to taste smooth to you. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's just going to go down, right? Yeah, everything's just going to taste velvety. I think one That's of the things nice I like too. most okay. about the Peerless is the uh, overall complexity of it. It's it's got a great nose, it's got a great mouthfeel. Um, it doesn't have that super burn like a young a young whiskey would or a rye whiskey would. Both those yeah. things typically will give you more yeah. of a burn. Where this one doesn't give you either of those as bad as you would think it would. It's it's going to have some little kick to it. I mean, obviously at 110 proof, you're going to feel it a little bit. But overall, it's got a great nose on it, um, a great mouthfeel, and it has a great flavor in the back of your throat when you're swallowing. It's like, okay, this tastes really tasty. You, It leaves you wanting to taste it again, which is the, one of the yeah. best things you can find about a whiskey. If you want to taste it again after every time you drink it, you found a whiskey you like, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I could do like a, a double of this, but I could do a single of this, right, on, on a regular <laughs> basis. Just just again, just tasting from, from right now. Um It'll yeah. probably be all bad, but <laughs> this is this is really really yeah. nice going down. Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a term. You got singles and doubles, and there'll be a term coming around. I guarantee it's going to be worldwide. It's called an Ornelius pour. And <laughs> once you see what that is, you'll never look at things as a single or double again. But when right? you join the society, Ornelius pour. Oh, just look for an Ornelius pour. It, it's, uh, okay, it's that, be, that's the secret. That's the secret handshake, right? You know, I got to oh, know yeah. what an Ornelius. You got to be able to do an Ornelius pour. Um, if you can do one of those, then you can drink anything. That's a dangerous man right there. Jason Ornelius coined that phrase, and it's that glass you're drinking. Imagine fill to the brim with one of these really? 120 proofies and drink it in one shot. That's not going to happen. Look, I, I those days are gone, brother. We 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 left. I left those days with you in Tahoe, right at the Lawler Event Center. At, at the Shoreline Amphitheater, I left those days with you back there at, at those at those locations. I I can't. <laughs> yeah, shouts out to Lawler Events Center. Is that, isn't, that, isn't that where I got kicked in? Is that I got stepped on at the uh, Megadeth show? I think that was the yeah, Shoreline. No, oh, that, that nope. well that one too. No, that one too. But no, I got stepped on. <laughs> you got kicked out. At, stepped out of a lot of shows at uh, Megadeth. So Patrick, yeah. check this out. I, I, I'm I'm working with with Spence. He's doing operations. He's setting it up, making sure everything is right. Uh, Megadeth is on stage. Um, I stand out in the crowd for some reason. All right at, at a Megadeth <laughs> show. Megadeth I, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> I go into the middle of a of a mosh pit, try to try to either break it up or try to get some kind of a order. Because, you know, some of the young kids weren't in there and they weren't doing it. There, there, there is a method to the madness, right? You got to know how to throw the elbows. You got to yeah. know how to pick up your brother when he's down, that kind of thing. Next thing you know, uh, I get surrounded by a lot of uh, 
concert goers and fans. And as I come home that night, I've got big old boot foot footprints on the back of my shirt because I got uh, <laughs> bamboozled and hood. I got I got take. <laughs> it was just not a good night. I'll just say that. Um, yeah, I, I I got taken down at a mega. So you and and Tracy. Uh, we're saying, don't worry about it. Just, just let them happen. Just, just it's, a, it's mosh pit. They know what they're doing. They'll take care of themselves. Yeah. Don't go in there, James. But you know, I went in there anyway. So, uh, <laughs> don't I, go I, into I the hole. <laughs> I, I call some roamers for the next time. You know, ne- next time we do a show, uh, Marilyn Manson. I didn't go into the hole. I called some other folks. Yeah, I, I didn't go in there. That guy yeah, we've been there. Fire. He tried to. He, I was in front of stage. He was burning up the Bible, which I had problems with, and then he started throwing it on off the stage, and I almost caught some paper. I almost almost burnt up out there. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's all right. That's all right. That's not. That's how we learn to grow. Yeah. That's how we learn to grow, man. And here yeah. we are, five years later, drinking whiskey. Oh and my! Lie. And, and we, we both, have, you know, we 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 both lost a little bit on top there. You don't want to see mine. That's why I wear a hat all the time. You know, Patrick, you, you're the only one that still has any uh, any yeah. any foliage up top. I'm I'm not I'm not winning much, but it's still there <laughs> technically. <laughs> you winning, brother? You winning? It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Okay. Okay. Mm. So what what do you like That's so right. far? That 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 Knob Creek was really nice. I mean, I, I like that that hit that that it gave me, right? And and again, I tried to take a little squig of water to kind of mask before I went into this Peerless. But that Knob Creek is probably still number one. This Peerless is number two. Uh, not putting not not putting that High West down because that was nice as well. But uh, I really like the. Um, the comfort feeling, like I think that I'm getting with this, right? I mean, this with this peerless, peerless rider we're drinking right now. That that's really nice. Like I said, I could probably do a double of this, be comfortable for for the evening, sitting back mm-hmm. with my wife, what we watching Yellowstone or something on TV. That's the show. Oh uh, yeah. Don't, I'm not gonna lie that's to you. That's the show. Uh, yeah, it's not show. about the park. It's not about Yellowstone uh-huh. National Park. It's probably uh, one of the best. Definitely. Kevin best show. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Costner's a bad man in that show. Patrick, you watching that? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Not, not Dude, yeah, I'll check it out. What are, you, what, what are you doing, man? What are you, you working or something? You know, you, got, you you got got a Patrick got a new baby. Patrick got a okay. got a little one around. Okay, yeah. okay. He's adorable, man. I love it. I, I love I, it. I, I, I work a lot, and then plus that, but uh, I'll try no, to catch no up. Excuse. No excuse, yeah. brother. No excuse. It's all about work life balance. My yeah, old employer taught, taught, taught me taught me that many many years ago. Work life balance you got to have that. But um, right. yeah, this is yeah this is nice. Okay, but congratulations on the on the baby though, man. That, that's oh, yeah. that's the Thank best you. gift. That's the best gift ever. It's cool. I'm loving it. Mm. Mm. All right, you like ready to take the next step there, James? To wow. the dessert. Why? Why are you rushing me? Why? I'm why, just why asking all questions. This? I'm just a guy asking uh, questions. I know I'm sweating and doing. Hold on, let me. I might have to take myself <laughs> off camera right quick. You know, do, do some producing behind the scenes, so uh, folks don't. <laughs> hold on, don't stand up and fall down. <laughs> uh, hold on, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, pay no attention to the dead air, folks. You know, you know. It's, I know we live, but uh, th- this is where this is good TV right here. This is where it's all about. All right, take, take us content. home, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this um, 
Yeah, hold on. So no, we is, said we were going to. We said we were going to shoot for twenty, thirty minutes. And uh, look, it's it's forty five minutes, and and we and it's still going. <laughs> we, we this is great. This is greatness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, uh. So this is Corsair. They're out of Tennessee. Um, okay. okay. This is a blend of five different uh, malted barley's. Um, Brian's got the. Uh, I think on the bottle it says there's a number of different ones like. Uh, wow. I can't think of them all, but. That's dark. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, finished in uh, port barrels, uh, and this is only 84 proof, so not as heavy as a hitter. Um, you're going to get that that malted barley component in it, obviously, versus some of the other pours we've had. Um, so this might kind of pull you back a little bit more into that scotch wheelhouse that you like, and okay. um, definitely a rich kind of raisiny fruit from the port. It was aged almost two and a half years in a port barrel. So that's where that dark color is coming from. But you're going to get a lot more dried fruit out of it. You'll get a lot more uh, complexity overall. But this and a piece of chocolate cake, and you, you're done. Oh, I'm not feeling that. this one. I'm not feeling yeah. it, though, brother. I'm not feeling it. See, I'm not a, I'm not a dessert dessert. Sure. I'm not a I'm not a poor Risling, uh, no coerced demeanor. I mean I mean all, all I'm I'm not Drambuie is kind of the biggest thing that I would go to from a dessert or you know type type of a spirit. Hold on. That's hold fair on. enough. James is is turns out he's a he's a big bourbon fan then. Now we know. I am. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am, you know, yeah, this yeah, this wouldn't if this one is okay. I, I I'd buy a round for everyone, but I drink one and then I I move over to the knob creek or two. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't hate it, but you know, it's, it's of the four, it's my fourth. I, I would just say yeah. that. This one I think is probably one of the more out there barrels that we've done. This is definitely like very different from most of the stuff that we do. But yeah, um, yeah, we throw we throw <laughs> a curveball in there. But well, just we, like we, relationships, okay. right? I mean, you think about it, just like relationships. There's somebody for everybody, sure. <laughs> so every, someone's someone's gonna like it. I mean, this, yeah, okay, okay. You, you, you gotta you gotta drink a weird single malt to appreciate a bourbon, right? Yeah. Well, we we've done a lot of weird stuff. I mean, and people have just clung to it, thought it was the best whiskey they ever had, and then other people are like, eh, it's okay. But yeah. like like Patrick was saying, we gotta throw a curveball out there every once in a while. If we were just gonna pick barrels of bourbons every day. We'd be a barrel group, a whiskey, a barrel group, and not a whiskey group. So that, we like that's a lot one of different the, things. That's one of the cool things with like how many people are in the group is there's so many different flavor profiles. So like we can go pick something weird like this. There's people who are into it. Then we'll move to the next thing. Those same group of people might not be into the next barrel, but we keep it moving and keep it mixed up. This is one of those though. Were... That go ahead. If you liked it, you won't get it anymore. It's it's gone. It's, when it's gone, it's gone. Even the distiller itself doesn't make this skew anymore. So it's really? one of those. Okay. Kind of, yeah, like if it's one of those you want to save for a special occasion or something, you can. Or if you really, really dug it and you liked it, it's recommended you get a couple bottles of it. Um, okay. But yeah, the the Hydra skew itself, Corsair actually dropped off their uh, distillery menu, so they don't make that brand or that style anymore. And when we tasted it, we tasted okay. it at Castring. We all fell in love with it, Castring, because it had that 130 okay. proof burn and 
Um, but it was a matter of that's part of our one of the decisions we make when we pick barrels too. Is well, we pick a barrel of something that's going to give us a 360 bottles of something. How with a brand like Corsair, which if you're in a, in the know, you know Corsair makes good stuff. But if they're not, then you don't know nothing about Corsair. Then we're trying to get rid of 360 bottles of whiskey is hard to do. Where you can go dilute it down, and now we got 200 bottles of it, and we split the barrel with someone else, then it's it's a little different overall. So, okay, okay. Um, Patrick, you you made a statement a minute ago about you got to taste a, a weird bourbon to a, yeah. appreciate. What were you saying? Say that again. Say that statement again. Yeah, you gotta you gotta taste the weird single malt to appreciate a bourbon. Put that on a t-shirt, brother. You said you were, yeah. You said you guys were doing merch. Put that, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, that's the back of our t-shirt. Yeah, I like it. Bumper stickers, everything. No worries, no worries. I appreciate that. So, look, ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to be cognizant of everyone's time. I want to be uh, appreciative of the event that we had tonight, and. the fact that we were able to go through four pretty nice, pretty nice selections from the uh, River City Whiskey Society is uh, a treat for me. Uh, Pat, Brian, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the education. I'm, I'm still drinking. I'm still drinking the Corsair. I, I, I'm not going to give it too much of a hard time, but you know, not 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 too bad, not too bad. But I'm a, I'm a eventually go back and finish off that. Uh, <laughs> finish off that knob creek um good man, good give man. us uh yeah give us uh so i already put up the facebook page and on the instagram tell us what you got going in the very near future with the society so folks can know yeah i think um i'll have to confirm the date i believe the next tasting is september 15th we're nailing down what we're going to pour on that but uh all that information will be on our facebook page um and then the next barrel releases we're working on it's probably not going to be next month possibly the the month after um all that will be on the facebook page you have link below there and um yeah if if there's anything you want to try or you're curious about just shoot a shoot a message over happy to help yeah we're happy to give you anything yeah yeah, I'll be I'll be on my bike tomorrow, Pat, over to your house. So I'll, I'll be the guy knocking on your on your door about, <laughs> about noon, looking for looking for some whiskey at noon uh, on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> Come through. <laughs> I love it, you guys. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys have a great evening. Thank you very much for the time. Thank you very much for the education. Uh, I will definitely see you guys soon, and look forward to catching up with you guys once all of the world has uh, finally opened back up again. Yeah, thanks, Sounds good. Stay safe. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.